0: A show about social enterprises, impact investors, and global corporations making money while making a difference in their communities. I'm Jocelyn Hebda, and today on the show, how a literal vision for how the world should be inspired one entrepreneur to start a revolution in education. When profiling entrepreneurs and program founders, you'll hear the word visionary thrown out a lot. What an incredible idea. She's a true visionary. He had the vision to change the way we live. They are the visionary behind the world we're in today. We say that meaning they were idealistic or dreamers or that they had big goals for their business. For Joe Adele, founder and CEO of Fathom PBC, he had an actual bona fide vision of how technology will shape the face of the world starting with how students engage learning. He saw sustainable, local, economic development through youth innovation and activism, which led to him creating a social enterprise. It's a fascinating story. And as you'll hear in a minute, having such a clear vision for impact can create challenges for your business. But first, we start with Joe Adele's own educational background, split between the United States and Nigeria.
1: Nigeria. So I have this kind of dichotomy of, of education. As a kid I was like naturally gifted, so I made good grades. I was an athlete, so I, I had a lot of time to to get into like extra curricular activity and some of that was not the best for me. So I ended up getting into some trouble in eighth grade and it was like, Okay, well, we're gonna have to like send you, you know, to boarding school to straighten your, your straighten you out a little bit. So I went there from like ninth to twelve. I actually came back in my eleventh grade year and um, still hadn't fully learned my lesson, so they had to send me back. As a kid, it's really interesting because I really, I don't want to, like, knock the education system, but I don't remember learning. Like, obviously there was, like, information, but I don't remember, like, learning how to learn, if that makes sense. Um, That was something that um, after, you know, and, and when my parents sent me to Nigeria for high school, they were so advanced academically that... I was forced to start thinking of strategies of, like, how to learn, how to, like, find the meaningful content and, like, information and literature and things like that.
0: Now, although he didn't know it at the time, that process of learning through problem solving would become the foundation for what would be Joe Adele's business, Fathom PBC. While today his curriculum and platform is helping students use their voice and creativity to solve problems in their communities, it took many years of following just a gut feeling and what some might call divine inspiration.
1: At the time, This next part I, of his story is said, entirely just unedited. unedited. So, like so you can see what I mean. And all that stuff, which um, anyone who goes to school outside of America knows coming back is, is, is hell because... A lot of your your transcripts and things aren't accepted just like everything doesn't line up so um, being an American citizen and born here I knew that I was not about to go and do 12th grade high school as like a 19 year old you know especially when I lived here people know me um, so I was like I'll just get a GED you know I know what that is I can take that and I'll get that so while prepping for that I started taking classes at Nashville State and one of the projects that I was working on at the time. I'm just, this is more like uh, after like years of like looking back at this like reflection. So I kind of pinpointed some of the like triggers. Um, so going, going to Nashville State, one of the projects that I was working on at the time was um, the drafting of the Constitution for America, which is really interesting because me having a business background, the first thing that I noticed is like, this is a business plan. These by well not a business plan but like bylaws and 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 you know structuring this is this is an organization you know it's an enterprise that was the first thing that I kind of took from that as I was working on it but um I can't remember the exact day but I can just recall sitting it was world history um my, at the time my friend Jerome who was in military uniform that day uh, we were sitting in the front of the class and I was just like daydreaming as usual and I had this like. I don't know if you've ever had like a near-death experience but um it's like where the white flash and um it's not that you see everything but you perceive everything you process everything um but it's usually like the memories and experiences of your life that you're just like processing running through and i've had that twice so i'm, I'm familiar with how that feels and what it's like except this time it was like really unique because everything that i felt perceived saw was not original like memories or experiences that i had what i had now after looking back at it what i saw was my future self i had this so it's like you know how you're from memphis right Mm -hmm. so you know the culture of memphis you know like places you can go places you can't go good places to eat you know some of the laws that affect your everyday life you just kind of have this awareness of what your reality is like, right? And what like influences your reality and how you can influence it. In that like flash, I had that, but it was one of it was like of a, a techno it was like of the way society function. And like I knew about like these technologies and algorithms and a lot of the things that we're experiencing now. I still have on my original 2010 business plan concepts for things like fire sticks, like Apple Watches. Like I really saw a world where like we were just like in it and 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 i didn't understand what i saw so once it happened i kind of it scared me and i like got up and walked out of class and was in the hallway for a second like what the hell just happened like what was it i had no idea at this time no understanding of like the concept of entrepreneurship i just knew how to do business right um never heard of like silicon valley or anything like that this was like 2009 2010 right after i came back from nigeria so i'm still early in the you know just increasing my awareness of just like u.s culture again and um it 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 was it was like this crystal clear vision and what ended up happening is um from that point i kind of out of curiosity started to pursue the vision and what ended up happening is why i say i saw my future self is because all of the things that i perceived in that vision are the things that i do now they're the things like i can talk to about machine learning and, and you know adaptive learning algorithms and platform design and stuff like that but I knew nothing about that at the time so for me I tell people it was like either I saw a parallel universe my future self or you know one of these like quantum mechanics type deals um, but yeah that's kind of like how the idea came about
0: that
1: is crazy
0: it okay. is in, in a cool way so you see the wormhole
1: well people thought I was crazy as I was like going through the processing of that idea because right. it took me into a very crazy loop of like spiritual growth like just self-awareness because you're you know i dropped out of school um i remember asking myself like i got two jobs by my paying rent to be only be here for like six or seven hours a day and i just like gave up my apartment um i went through some stuff like my family was concerned for for a while um, i went through this intense phase of just like research and and development just like increasing my awareness to the point where um i, I was able to like pull it all back together around like 2014 so i went through this like four, maybe five year phase of just like, people calling me crazy. And because I had like all this stuff in my head, I had to like configure and, and like reformat my understanding of like reality and stuff. Because you just saw a whole world that you've never lived. How is that possible?
0: Like any entrepreneur or program founder will tell you, the vision is just the beginning. The impact you want to create and the world you want to see will become the North Star that guides you. But there are so many steps between vision and reality. That's where Julie Dunlap, Joe Adele's co founder, comes in so funnel I funnel the vision on it through theory of change and make Fathom and a tool for time, education.
1: Uh, my now co founder, Julie, she was um, doing her undergrad and she was someone who I uh, went to school with prior to going to Nigeria. Uh, we actually were in like what I call like the smart classes and I just remember her being really smart and she was going to Vanderbilt at the time so I decided to like reach out to her uh, when I first told her about it she was like sounds cool um but there's gonna have to be you know her background was in public health um so she was looking at it from a like relationship development social capital development perspective so her whole thing was I like the idea of like using entrepreneurship and business to like empower young people. Because that was like the actually, like what I felt like when I perceived everything it was like a platform where young people weren't able to create solutions to opportunities and monetize those. So for me, it was just like a platform for, for business, you know? Um, and her whole thing was like, yeah, that's cool, but there has to be like other components to it. So she, um, so that actually went on for like a few years. You remember, I'm still going through this like self-development phase as I'm like talking to people half making sense and half not making sense telling like do you believe in a world where we don't use money to like transact I was talking crypto but didn't even know what crypto was at the time right Um, so around 2014 she like was like okay I think we should do a theory of change to like put things in perspective Um, me being like you know, eager learner, I was like, okay, well, let me go like research what a theory of change is and that kind of stuff. So, you go spend two, three weeks learning it, reading different articles and blogs and all this kind of stuff. And then you find out that it's like a very critical component. So, that theory of change allowed us to, it, it gave us our first framework to funnel the vision through. So, from that, we um, created a theory of change that basically the hypothesis was. If you could distribute problem solving as a skill set and a um, like a technology or some type of resource, um, could you open up, or we hypothesize that we could open up the bottleneck of like socially of solving socially complex issues, and just like kind of taking it out of hands of just like major corporations and government to address like things that we dealing with them probably have a better perspective of of solving it. Um, so that was twenty fourteen. We developed the theory of change um, through like networking and things like that. Um we were invited to the social emotional learning conference where we want we we decided we were gonna do a workshop and a publication. So for the workshop we said, okay, what how could we best demonstrate this thing? And for me, I always knew it was like it's a society operating. So we decided to create a simulation of that theory of change. So we create like these personas, um randomized characteristics, ambitions, goals, challenges, things like that. Some was in school, one was like a, um, a loan shark, one was, you know, this tech genius with no money, all these just random things. And we introduced a common problem, which was this concept called McSano. Um, basically, hmm, uh, basically, like Walmart, McSano, Amazon, all of the very big businesses, whether intentional or unintentional, their presence leads to sometimes a lot of gentrification, just displacement of, of, of people. Right. Um, so our whole thing was how could we empower the people, empower as well as equip, equip the people to do something about that. So we gave them the challenge. Each person had their own individual stuff that was going on. They were all living in this completely local, sustainable economy. Everything was like mom and pop or whatever and this McSanto was coming to town and they were gonna be completely automated, 3D printers building their buildings, drones stacking the shelves, you know, machines doing, you know, you just think of like how Walmart, when they come into a community, a lot of the local businesses fade away because I'm not gonna to go to the local, you know, whatever, when I just go to Walmart and do it all at once. Um, so you all, as a group had to create some type of intervention solution and we were able to successfully demonstrate that amongst the three different groups that we had in the workshop, they all proposed different um, solutions to the same problem given ra- like just like random everyday people, right? So that was like the first real validation aha moment of okay, this might be something. Um, as well as that being like one of the highest satis- they had like the highest satisfaction um, amongst like workshop attendees for that, you know, that year or whatever. And um, the person behind it just told us, or one of the people behind it, was like, recommend, hey, you all should really consider teaching this because a lot of the students and educators really enjoy that activity, uh, which was really interesting because at the time, my co-founder, Julie, was working with the public health department. This is like 2014, 2015 now. So, you know, we're out of school, or at least we're in that stage of out of school and, like, trying to get into the workforce. So she was doing curriculum development for... Um, Sesame Street, something with Sesame Street in early education. Um, she was like going into daycares and basically she like wrote a curriculum based on their framework or something like that. So she had familiarity with curriculum development, and she, you know, she said, "Yo, we could probably do a curriculum for this." Like one second, let me go look at what a curriculum is. So you know, you go spend your, you know, for me, I like to immerse myself in things that way. When I'm having the conversation, I'm at least enough informed to like take it to a to a deeper level. Um, so you go spend you know a few weeks, maybe a month on curriculum development, looking at a different frame because it takes you into this like rabbit hole of like the education system and all of this, you know that kind of stuff. Um, so from there, we through some networking had the opportunity to start working with some students in Antioch, where we started developing like activities and workshops to demonstrate some of the concepts that we were working on. From there. We were invited to a school where that would end up becoming our first customer. So really, it was the cross-section of me kind of on the business side of things, bringing the concept to Julie and her being like a scientist and someone with a social background. We merged those together to create like the social entrepreneurship type of curriculum and then kind of we're building the company out from there or the enterprise out from there.
0: So the technology platform was built on key pillars translated from Joe Adele's original vision. There is youth agency, entrepreneurial problem solving, 21st century readiness, community capital, social impact technology, and one that stood out to me, arts and activism. Were all the other core values made sense in a youth empowerment workforce readiness area? Well, it turns out that arts and activism core, was a driving been, force behind um, everything.
1: People- seek to do things that matter and when you look at like the millennial generation and, and generations following us um, that is like a driving narrative and influence over our decision making in life the arts and activism side is when you you know you gotta remember too when this idea came this was in the midst of the arab spring so just this energy of resistance revolution and wanting to take action and do something that that kind of was baked into even just like the prompting of the idea the whole I remember the idea was to you know for it was my background that I saw this business but the idea was you should create a business to address a problem that you're going through you get what I'm saying um so that's the arts and yeah the arts and activism is just like recognizing that young people you know want to be a part of like movements and things that that they can identify with and represent like some unique expression of them. For us, you should be able to express yourself in a creative and unique way. And a lot of times when you do that, there will be resistance. So you need to understand how to advocate for that uniqueness. You need to understand how to activate and, and cultivate and mobilize people around that. So that's kind of what that was about.
0: With the Fathom PVC model running, guided by its unique vision, Joe Adele and his team encountered a challenge. When you have this big new idea, how do you get other oh, people to got see a it? Learning
1: curve. And um, how do you get them to stick to with you
0: over a copycat? And
1: a vision and an idea that you had none of the subject matter knowledge to, you know, articulate. Obviously you're gonna deal with like intellectual property stuff. There's a lot of Um, situations where you know organizations are I'll say inspired by what we do and you know they feel they'd like to to replicate that experience and it's like damn y'all could have used different copy at least (laughs) you know what I mean (laughs) it's like I get it but dude and it's really like hurtful because you'll spend so much time you know giving this idea drafting proposals and doing stuff only for them to go and try and implement it on their own you know what I mean or to go and get a contract because they have name. And that's what I mean, like early on, it was very hard for us because we were young, people didn't take us serious, but um, I think we we're starting to overcome that. One of the major challenges early on was being taken serious. We have a very, very ambitious vision and mission for Fathom. And initially when we were introducing the idea to people, it was, you know, dude, you can't take over the world, y'all are trying to do too much. And they were right, you need to focus, you need to hone in, and they were very much right. So I think that was one of our challenges. Obviously, like, funding is always a big thing, but we were, you know, it was really unique in our situation. We've always been paid prior to developing the next product. So, like, our first customer, um, you know, we went and had a conversation about what we could do, create a proposal, and he's like, yeah, I'll take this one. And then we had to go and like make the book and make you know some of the other things that they asked for. yeah man there's there's been challenges. there's always going to be challenges, but it's my orientation of of challenges is is it's kind of like off a bit. like I smile. there's been times where we things would crash and we'd be like five minutes to submit something and it's not gonna work. And I'm just like smiling and laughing and my whole team's like super pissed. Um, I remember we had this contract that we could have had. Um, it was for 30,000, it was our first like big contract. Um, and we knew it was coming, we were told about it, we were getting ready and I made the mistake of clicking one wrong thing on the like application. It was like a government contract and you know how that stuff goes. There was no undoing redoing and we lost it for that. And my team was you know i mean let's be honest you have jobs you're about to fund for the summer people have put their schedules aside you know everyone is making all these arrangements not going on summer break and doing this with husbands and girlfriends and whatever and then to be told like at the very last minute that oh we're not going to be able to do it um and everybody was just like it was like depressing um i felt really bad about it but i still was like dude that I was like, man, that shit happened for a reason, though, man. Like, one, it was a learning lesson, but two, maybe something bigger and better. And now in retrospect, we all recognize that we were not ready to fulfill that contract. And because we did not get that contract, we were in position to be subcontracted for someone who did get the contract, which gave us less um, responsibility. And it actually was more... I don't want to say profitable, but just it was just like more advantageous for us. We got to do exactly what we do, and we were paid well to do that part instead of like all the like um, auxiliary stuff. But um, the next year, it gave us a insight for how we could run our own camp and things like that. So we actually were able to get a um, five-year contract that you know is six figures plus every year.
0: When did you know you were making a difference?
1: When the when the first person said they would help, I would say because um, one of the biggest challenges with like spreading of ideas is to get people to champion it and 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 and, and conf- you know configure their body time energy effort to actually make the idea you know continue to exist. So you know from the first person I told to you know my first co-founder down to the students we, I was talking to last night. It's it's really about just, if I can communicate this to you and you get some kind of feeling and something inside tingles, then that's when I know I'm making a difference because what we've seen is that just the conversation about Fathom can change a person's orientation on life. You know what I mean? You you feel more capable or you feel inspired to like, man, I'm gonna go try and do something or, or you know that kind of thing. So I look at it from that standpoint, if you can, trigger some type of something inside the person to kind of, you know what I mean? Just get them energetic about what's going on. I think that's that's what leads to, cause you can't make a person do anything. So I'm not gonna say we, you know, we created X amount of jobs or, you know, those are great metrics and things like that to cover. But the truth is how many people have you touched where their orientation on life is different or at least altered? in a positive way.
0: And you have a track record
1: now. Yeah, we do. Um, We do. Um, I'm not the best person to give all the the, the data analysis and stuff, but um, um, at this, like I said, the five-year contract we have every summer, um, we we have a um, summer, a youth summer program, internship program um, for 80 students. That'll be going up to like 120, maybe in the next couple years. We also have an after-school program Um, We're looking to roll out to multiple high schools in Nashville this year. So there's definitely like a lot of opportunities where we've had to go and talk to students and um, we're preparing for something in Antioch. I did something for Glencliffe right before I went to California. It's just like, you know, we're, we're definitely out here.
0: Looking ahead, Fathom is moving into the next stage of the vision with an adaptive learning career readiness digital platform. As you'll hear in a moment, it's an We're incredible a callback to Joe Adele's platform. original vision in um, two thousand nine, and, and it's just getting some started.
1: Major components. So, one, like I said, it's a life and career management platform for young people, but it's also a talent management and um, organizational development tool for businesses, um, where your, you know, corporate social response, all of that stuff comes in. But then, the culmination of those two things is to have a um, predictive analysis of workforce development. So, um, right now we're in the phase of our curriculum, which is completely project based, it basically gives you the step by steps, you know, challenges for you to go through a process of finding out who you are, your passions, talents, intrinsic motivations, things that you care about in your community, a community issue that, that you analyze, you address by stakeholders, and then it challenges you to leverage entrepreneur problem solving as a way to create a social enterprise to address that community issue. So going through that process, obviously there's a lot of data collection, there's a lot of assessments, there's just like a lot of processing, but what happens is we would like to feed that into an adaptive learning um, algorithm whereby the projects are now personalized, but we can build a recommendation engine on top of that. So now we can recommend potential mentors, potential people you should interview, businesses you should visit, uh, places based on like your passions and things like that. So how do we create, I call it the all state, but um, like augmented user experiences that are more meaningful to that individual. So you go through change agents as like a protocol and then the digital platform creates challenges for you to complete based on what we've learned about you and change agents, and the thing about change agents is, you came to the platform with a real social enterprise project that you need to find people to support. You need to take it to businesses, so it kind of creates this like feedback loop system.
0: And like with every guest I interview, I wanted Joe so Adele's perspective on the question behind this project. Obviously,
1: means. Um, what
0: does it mean to be a good business?
1: taking measures to ensure that there is at least a reduction in negative impact from the existence of your business, but then also um, taking measures and implementing strategies to ensure that there is a positive impact from your products. even from, the, even from the supply chain, the product development, everything, if if you're very, if you're intentional about what you do and like helping people or me, and not even just helping people, but if you're intentional about how your product or your business or your company or your processes will impact people, I think that is the foundation to you know a quote unquote good business. You're concerned with all of the aspects And how that impacts the individual as opposed to maximizing profits or taking the cheapest route possible, that kind of thing.
0: That's Joe Adele, CEO and founder of Fathom PBC. If you'd like to learn more about their platform, we'll link to that on our Facebook page, at Doing Good Pod. Thanks for listening to our show. We greatly appreciate you rating, reviewing, and subscribing wherever you get your podcasts. That helps others find the show and for us to know what you like. I'm Jocelyn Hebda, and you've been listening to Doing Good.